Mm. These are fun questions to ask him. In the last week. Hmm. Well, uh, you came over to my house. That was pretty crazy. I was thinking like in session. Oh, in my practice? In your practice. Oh, I, 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 I couldn't say. I, you know, HIPAA, <laughs> HIPAA and all. Um, but I, let me just say, it's been a crazy week, and it, today's only Monday. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been a long week today. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. How about you? Get some crazy stuff happening over there? By the way, I'm talking to uh, not Nathan. Nope. I'm talking to Jacob Reed. I'm going to refer to my phone a lot. I've got to look through my <laughs> my calendar. <laughs> My name's Jonathan Carroll. I'm Nathan Morris. This is You'll Die Trying, a podcast by uh, by us for you. And today, it is our privilege to have in the studio Jacob Reed. Yes, it is. referring to his calendar. Yeah, he's like, what did happen I'll, in I'll my world? I'll text him. Yeah, I'm just I'll, reviewing my week. Yeah, I'll text him and I'll be like, hey man, like, what you got going on? He's like, hey yeah, let's do that. And then it'll be like, five seconds later, he'll be like, lol, sorry, I've got this. And I'm like, okay, we'll do this day. And he'll be like, haha, sorry, I got something <laughs> this day too. Hey, I'm glad you made time for yeah, us. Yeah, man, today. it's Thank awesome. That. Well, it's good. If I do recall, we had coffee set up. Oh, oh here yeah. it comes. Yeah, the boomerang. Yeah, always comes back. No, yeah. no, it's true. Nathan canceled on me twice, a few times. I think it was three times actually. <laughs> yeah, Lee, we're lucky that you are still talking to him. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, karma. I was talking about the boomerang just now. Karma. What do we think of when we think of karma? Really? Yeah. What do you think of when you hear the word karma? I mean, it's it's a bitch. It's real. Have you seen the bumper sticker that says "My karma ran over your dogma"? No, but I like that. We tend we tend to think of karma as being the what goes around comes around thing, but in all actuality, the word just means action. So karma is whatever action you take in your life. So if you're if you just decide to go down this path, that's your karma. Whatever happens happens. It might be karmic as a result because it's a it's a result of your actions. So it's really not this kind of cosmic force that wants to bite you in the butt. It's simply the playing out of whatever actions you choose. So if I set a coffee date up with Doc, with Jacob, this is Jacob, and it's this not a date. It's actually just coffee because Nathan's we're literally dudes. pointing. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm shaking my finger at Jacob. He's bigger than me. He can cycle farther than me. He can run longer and faster. And he right. hunts. I'm like selling you. No, and I and I set and, and I and I, and I stay, stand him up. Yeah. Like I would say that's karma. Like karma's gonna get me. Okay. So I don't understand what you're saying if it's the action I take. That's right. <laughs> the action you take has consequences. And that would be him saying, Screw you, I don't like I'm you anymore. I'm never gonna be on your podcast because you stood me up three times. <laughs> So Jacob, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? So who live, you love? What you love? Live here in Owensboro. Uh, grew up in Livermore, Kentucky. Population 
fifteen hundred. One less since you moved out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Small town, uh, Mayberry. <laughs> yep. Do you stay in touch with anybody in Livermore? Yeah. Do you have I family do. there still? Um, got some family in Calhoun. Okay. In neighboring mm-hmm. town. Um, I'm sure I do in Livermore. There's extended family all over. Yeah. Actually, we were just having a conversation about nepotism policy in our bank, and it's a good thing we don't have that because oh yeah, that would be a that would be policy really bad, meant to be broken. But yeah. I have about twenty employees that I'm related to. <laughs> That's great. That's fun. But yeah, I grew up there. Moved here in 1990. Um, went to Catholic schools mm-hmm. and uh, went to Brescia. All right. Met my wife, Bridget. Um, we actually, I had a crush on her in high school. Mm. We went on a date when I was a senior in high school. And then after that, she didn't want to. Did you blow it? Yeah, she didn't want to see me anymore. <laughs> Just a single date. It's awesome. So after, uh, well, my last year of college, I was living with my cousin, Josh. And um, he had graduated. He was working at Thacker Law Firm. We were living together, and he started dating Bridget's older sister. So she brought Bridget over to the house one night, and we had a big time and hit it off, really, and started dating. And How'd that conversation go? Did you say, Did you say, hey, do you remember how terrible of a date I was? Oh, yeah, we get a lot of laughs about it. Where'd you take her? Uh, <laughs> we went to a movie, and... Where we went to eat, but we went. Did you take her to see like what? Armageddon? <laughs> I remember, dude. It. That movie, I'll never forget that movie. I was in eighth grade. So how old were you when uh, it came out? Were you a sophomore when you went no, on the first day? I date? was a senior. You're not that much older than me. No. Then I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how old a boy are you? Uh, Thirty-eight. Oh gosh. All you youngins. Yeah. See, Jacob and I went to the same school, so you were a senior and I was a freshman, I believe, and Lauren was a year older than I. And so that's how Jacob and Lauren and I all knew each other. We went to the same Catholic school. So did you graduate in 2000? 99. Okay. Armageddon came out in 98. Wow. (laughs) Had to Google. So I was right. So you're actually four years older than me, and I was in eighth grade, and you were a senior. You old fart. (sighs) So did you say what you do? So work at the bank, uh, Independence Bank. I've been there. Humble guy. Just works at the bank. For uh, 23 years this year. Whoa. Have you really? Mm-hmm. Good God. 38, you have 23 years in. So literally, technically, you can retire in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That is good. No, started, uh, actually started when I was 13, mm. unofficially. What'd you do at 13 years old at a bank? So, Dad had the bank in Providence, which is about an hour from here. Yeah. He would drive over there, drop me off at a repo house with a weed eater. Okay. Paintbrush, and I would fix up repo houses. Nice. I did that from 8 to lunch. He'd pick me up, take me out for a nice lunch, uh, then drop me back off, and then at 4 o'clock, he'd pick me up and we'd go home. That's great. What I did all summer. What a wonderful 13, work 13, ethic. 15. <laughs> really? And I was 16, I got to work on the Taylor line. Okay. Wow. That's when I officially started. That's your official start date, but you had some unofficial wow. hours in there. Sure. That's incredible work ethic. That's good parenting right there. 
Kudos to yeah, Chris. To him, yeah. Good job, Chris. Yeah, and Mama. He had a way of Janet. Yep. Sorry. Thanks. Great people. Volun told you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Volun told. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So we were talking a minute ago. Nathan said that you uh, are you are you a runner? Are you a cyclist as well? Yeah. So um, in high school, I played baseball, stayed in shape, then went into college, and I was kind of done with it. Yeah. So I didn't do anything physically really for about four or five years. Um, had my first child and decided, man, I think I might want to live long enough to watch yeah. her <laughs> grow up. So uh started running, ran with my dad. He was 50 at the time. I couldn't run two miles with him. He crushed me. and <laughs> So I decided uh, next time I run with him, I'm going to whip him. And okay. I didn't run with him for six or eight months, and then then I started giving it to him pretty good. Did you? Yep. I almost ran over your dad one time. We won't talk about that, but I, I did. He Did he ever tell you about that? No. Okay, he, uh, good. He, my mom almost got run over, and he really uh, threw a fit about that. <laughs> well, Mama Janet was not there. It was your dad was on uh, 7th Street here. He was crossing. I didn't almost run out. Well, I probably would have nicked him a little bit <laughs> with the bumper. He looked at me like, hey, I'm going to kid. Oh, hey, Nathan. It was one of those moments. I was like, thank God he well, recognized me. I felt so bad. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. This city of ours is not mindful of people of active lifestyle who want to walk, run, and cycle. He had the most certainly had the right of way, and I was pulling up to stop, but I went past that line to kind of look to see the oncoming traffic. It's where, the, of course, the EM Ford renovation is going on. And I kind of pulled out, and I'm looking left. He's and coming Chris from is right. coming from the right. So I look, I'm like, Ugh! and he saw me. So how often do you run? Really don't run a whole lot anymore. Okay. Uh, more than cycling. Okay. Um, what kind of bike do you have? I've got a nice bike. It's a Cannondale road bike. Yeah. Yep. Used to have a Cannondale R1000. I bought my bike because you were cycling, and then Garrett started cycling, and I was like, I'm going to cycle. So I bought a, a Specialized, and I definitely will never cycle with you because I'll never be able to keep up with you. That Ever. was always me. I would ride with 530 with these guys, and they were always half a mile in front of me. It's awful. Yeah. It was awful. I Sorry, did it it's good time. character building. Yeah. So, and ladies and gentlemen, he is, uh, he doesn't just work at the bank. We're talking to Jacob Reed, the president of Independence Bank, a very small bank with just 24 locations, 25? 25. 25 locations around Kentucky. That's very small, just fantastic. small. Fantastic. Yeah. So, do you have uh, any morning or evening routines as a, as a CEO, president of, of the bank, somebody who's has uh, four daughters with your wife, Bridget? Um, lots going on, big time community advocate and supporter, work, family, community life, uh, personal athleticism. Do you have any routines that kind of you use to keep yourself balanced? Yeah, so the the cycling helps Yeah, a lot. Um, my goal was to ride 5,000 miles this year. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Where are you at? Uh, about 1,200. No. I was on track, and we had a dog die. Oh. She was 17. Yeah. We, we had had her for 16 years. Uh, she died, then we got a new lab. 
Up. Puppy. Oh gosh, yeah. There there goes your time. There goes my routine. There goes your routine. <laughs> it's now to uh chew prevention and yes. poop pickup. Yeah. yeah. You gotta take them out and let them do their thing, burn some energy. Wow. Which is fine, but uh he's he's kind of starting to get in the groove. So I've started getting back into cycling. So I'm getting about a hundred miles a weekend again and That's good. That that helps tremendously. Yeah. Have to do that at Five or five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. while everybody's asleep, because can't get it otherwise. You're not going to get it done otherwise. Yep. Um, once you get home, it is full court press. The kids. <laughs> yeah. And then work. Yeah. So you know, work is, um, it's busy. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a hot tub. Okay. You know so. Like you can only stand at being at work 15 minutes at a time? No, like you couldn't just jump right into a hot tub. Okay. You know, you dip your toe in, you ease into it. Gotcha. I grew up in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Literally grew up in a playpen in the bank. <laughs> so the atmosphere, the craziness, everything that goes on, I became acclimated to it Yeah. over 23 years now. If you were to just walk in and take a look at it today, it would be kind of like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As if you were to jump into a 120 degree exactly. hot tub. <laughs> exactly. You know. Makes sense. Good analogy. Man, I. it's funny because you talk about going home with the kids and then putting the kids to bed and being a family, you know, your family man through and through and. You're not going to sit and brag on yourself, but for those of you listening who aren't uh, familiar with Independence Bank, those of you in other states and uh, community-driven is an understatement, I guess. Uh, they create this uh, culture within their employees. To the, There's this buy-in. It's just like, hey, give of yourself. Give of your time. Bring us opportunity to give back to the community. And they actively do that. They meaning the... Um, the authority of the bank, not just the authority and, and, and officers, but those, you know, teller line and uh, other individuals. Jacob is, is just like that. Uh, it's funny because I'll send him a text at like eight o'clock and be like, yeah, we'll talk after the kids go to bed. And, and we're actually having an hour conversation from nine o'clock until 10, 15 about business and life and all that other stuff. I mean, those are things that I really appreciate about, about him, about you, you know, is your willingness to, to give and stuff. And, Dr. Carroll asked you, like, you know, what's your, like, routine and, like, but I always really, and I've told you this, I'm like, man, I want to just shadow you one day. And, and I, what, like, really makes you tick? Like, th- at the heart of it, like, when you get up in the morning, when your feet hit the floor, like, what makes you tick? Big question. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we can dissect it. We can peel the onion. I mean, it's just like, you know, like, what is, like, your driving force, really, right now in the season you're in? You know, right now it's it's family, it's it's number one, and that's what we tell all of our employees, and we mean it. You know, you can work yourself to death, but you're not going to be happy, and you're not going to do it for long. Yep. I mean, if you've got family and you believe in it, you've got to have some balance. Mm-hmm. And employees that have balance, they're going to produce over the long haul. Absolutely. Right? You know. <clears throat> Yep, far happier. Morale's better. So that's one thing that we really stress at the bank is, um, you know, family comes first. And we have a very family-centric culture. We all kind of treat each other as family. 
right? Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, we had an employee pass away on Friday, and uh, I just came from the uh, visitation, and the employee, she had a sister and an aunt that works at the bank. Wow. Bridget and I, my wife, we were uh, talking to the sister, and uh, we are just crying. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're part of our family, and she said, I, I know, I feel it. Yeah. It I mean, is. It's a big family. That's special. That's really special. I grew up shooting rubber bands at the tellers. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> they hated I mean, you. <laughs> I've spent the majority of my life with these people, and they are. They're family. They truly are family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome, man, to be able to be a part of a culture like that, you know, having accounts there and banking there. I mean, I can't go and just do something as simple as getting a new uh, debit card issued when I go there now. It's like an hour and a half ordeal. <laughs> it's not just a 10-minute because everyone comes up and wants to talk, and I love that. That's what I'm saying. I, I really do love that. That's awesome. What are you thinking about right now, Dr. Carroll? Well, I was thinking about the word independence. It's a good word. And uh, what we tend to associate that with. Yeah. Um, freedom, liberty, detachments, and yet how connected everybody there is, you know, as a family. And that's, that's, that's the freedom that these people, your employees get to enjoy is that they get to be a part of something much bigger than themselves. And how important it is, I think, that we all of us are a part of something bigger than ourselves. I think we all want to be. We just, I think, struggle to find that thing. For some people, it's church. For some people, it's family business. For others, um, you know, maybe it's being a part of a nonprofit or activism or um, something else. But I just think it's so important that we, two things, that we feel like we're part of something that matters, something that has some meaning, and that we take care of each other. And I think that's what we're free to do. There's this text in Galatians where the writer of Galatians, we don't know who it was, it's signed to Paul, but who knows, says that um, for freedom, Christ has set us free. And it's really not a free from, it's a free to. We're not free from as much as we are free now to do things. Like, so y'all are free to treat each other with compassion and kindness and love your people as family. I think that's gorgeous. You know, how many people who have jobs right now, some of you who are listening, wish that you had that kind of relationship at your place of employment where you have that kind of institutional history and you were really kind of subsumed into the family who run, runs and operates the business as, as family. I think that's a, that's a really lovely, lovely thing that you all have going on there. It really is. Independence. Independence Bank. Why in the world that, that name? I mean, it's everywhere, so I kind of want to know where it came from. Is that what it always was? Yeah, was it always Independence Bank? You no. said Providence. This is a pretty good story. I love stories. So it used to be Farmers and Merchants Bank in Livermore and Providence State Bank in Providence. My granddad and my great uncle bought these two very, very small banks. And they grew them from like a million in total assets to about 20 million in total assets. Granddad in 91 was in a near-fatal car accident. My great-uncle and my grandmother called my dad. We need you to come here to the bank. 
need to write the ship and get it to where we can sell it. So he came in, started doing some things. Um, it's now evolved into a uh, what we call five things meeting. Hmm. It's basically where you take all the things that you don't like about work and write them on a board, all the things that you do like about work and write them on a board, and you change all the things you don't like, and you never change the things you do like. Cool. So that was a practice that he put into place. We do that now every year. But anyway, when he started that, the place kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Like people did not like coming to work. They didn't enjoy their job. They weren't happy. They weren't productive. As they started making those changes, work became fun. Mm. Well, Chris gets in there and does that for a few years and goes back to my grandmother and my great uncle and says, I, I don't want to sell this bank. I want to buy it. They're like, all right. They let him buy in. He bought into it. And then he started running the bank based upon what the employees wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of the culture. That's kind of the foundation yeah, for cornerstone. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but then the story of independence. Mm-hmm. So banks started gaining some momentum, growing. Dad put together a uh, business plan. He was going to combine the banks and name it West Western Kentucky Bank. And uh, he had written this whole plan up and everything, and um, his number two at the bank mm-hmm. took the plan, quit, went across the street to a competitor. Dang. They took that plan and enacted it to a T. Name everything. So much for the non-compete clause, right? We don't have any non-competes <laughs> in our bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he... Uh, the bank was very successful, mm-hmm. and they ended up selling to another bank that ended up failing. Oh, wow. Karma. Boom. Circled back the end. Like how I did that? Yeah, you did a good job. We talked. Jacob and I talked. <laughs> so, independence. Um, we go on a family vacation to Philadelphia mm-hmm. shortly after that happened, and... My dad takes my sister and I to Independence Hall. He's holding us, and he's listening to the park rangers, and the park rangers talking about how the Revolutionary War and all that wasn't because the settlers hated the British. They were British. They loved their way of life. It was more about they have changed. They've enacted changes on them, and they wanted things to go back the way it was. Right. So Chris has taken that and looking at the banking industry. At the time, big banks were buying up community banks left and right, taking away the autonomy of the market presidents and and all that. And it, very similar story. So he's listening to all that and really enthralled. And he looks down and my sister Lauren is gone. Can't find her. Looking around frantically, grabs me. We're searching all over and then... Finally, we see her looking out a glass window at Independence Hall and comes up there and is like, oh my gosh, Lauren. And she turns around and she goes, Daddy, what bank is that? Oh. And that was all she wrote. 
That's awesome. He wrote his new strategic plan right then and there. Jeez. Boom. That's a great story. <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. You refer to dad as dad and dad as Chris a yes. lot. Why? Uh, at work, he's Chris. Right. He's my boss. He's the CEO. Um, would not, I don't know, there's just something that doesn't feel right saying. Yeah. Keeps it professional. Dad. Right. Yeah. Professional. Um, Plus, he's more than one role right. in that building. So yeah. his I name like it. It's always that. stood out to me. Yeah. It always has. What's your? What is your? What is your three-year goal like with banking? When I think of banking, me, not banking person or someone's growing up in the profession, I think of someone to go to uh, for you know mortgage, uh, put my money in to save it, protect it. I mean, um, a resource. Like, but for for the idiot that I am, well, I don't want to say that because I'm actually going to compare me to the thousands upon thousands of people who do what I do. It's not idiotic. It's just we trust you and rely on you. So what is your plan? Like, what do you see in three years? Because I'm seeing a lot of, you know, like uh, mobile opportunities. Uh, you know, there are a couple of big players out there right now to invest and whatever and, and put your money in and <clears throat> they've generated these, debit cards because they're trying to get you know yeah what do you what do you see happening technologies that's the big one yeah um, we're actually going through a major upgrade in hmm. technology across the board everything we're we're behind yeah we're behind where we should be given the size that we are uh, do you all have computers we do have some computers. Okay. You're ahead of some. You're ahead of some <laughs> small Kentucky banks. <laughs> no longer working on the paper ledger. That's good. Uh, we um, in October we're going to complete what's called a project innovation, and that is a complete revamp of every bit of our uh, computer systems. Um, for the customer, they're going to see much improved mobile app, online banking. Single sign-in for all platforms. Um, nice upgrade. In the back end, chaos. No, <laughs> quite the opposite. Streamline. Mm-hmm. There are so many manual processes that we are doing on the back end to make it work for our customers on the front. Jeez. So you're working to streamline those. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah, this will that'll feel good to everybody. So that'll yes. Yeah. It's it's just hard mundane work. Yep. It's tough. But this is gonna allow us to start thinking more proactively mm-hmm. for helping our customers. I mean, uh not necessarily artificial intelligence, but being able to research what our customers' needs and wants are, having the information available. Yeah. We we just don't have that right now. Yeah. Man, October. That's not far away, buddy. Uh, it's just right around the corner. It's right around the corner. We've been working on it for three years. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this is <laughs> wow. this going to be like a movie where you all are all sitting at the the, the desk in the and war you, room. All, you all hit the button and it's we, like <gasps> we do have our war room. Do you, do you yeah. really? Yeah, we need one. <laughs> where do we put it? In the closet behind over here. Okay, <laughs> like all of us could sit in Everybody there. Everybody needs a war room. That would be awesome. I want to see a war. I want to see it. Do you know the Situation Room is actually a building and it's manned and womaned twenty four seven with like, I don't know, twenty or some employees. Like arm, like in in the basement. 
Go in the basement, it, you go down here. Some of it is, but it's like a building adjacent to or near the White House, and it's it's. But it's not just a room; like it's a full-on structure, manned where, constantly. Where's yours? Can you not? Is it secret? That's in the new uh, J Rock oh, building. The annex. Yes. yes. I'm gonna just go in there. I'm gonna go and ask Benita at the front desk on Frederick Street. I'm gonna say I want to see the war room. You have to have a code. I don't care. Four four seven six. I'd like a reservation, please. <laughs> Speaking of which, Joy and I have watched the the first two John Wicks now. In preparation for this third one. So out. you do know the premise of John Wick. First one, dog dies. Second one, he's well, just still mad about it. Wife dies, left dog. Dog gets yeah, killed. Yeah. Car gets stolen with card from wife in it. Yeah, that's a little I bit mean, more elaborate. <laughs> true. I'm a big fan of the Wick. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Oh, gosh. Are you a big fan of the fact that that man, by the way, Keanu Reeves, is like giving his all get out? Like we've talked about it in a previous podcast. You know, I don't think he's a great actor. I'm not talking about his acting. I'm talking about his philanthropic heart. Oh, yeah. He is philanthropic and he's philosophical. Yeah. But he always talks like this. <laughs> I don't know who I am right now. Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's, those are good movies. Uh, but I love the, uh, the whole idea of um, the, the Continental, the hotel yeah. you know, for assassins, yeah. and the gold coins and the coded language and the rules. It's awesome. Are you on John Wick right now or Matrix? John Wick. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. Are you on? Have you seen John Wick? Yes, 100%. I just the Continental rem- is the series of hotels where I he always checks in and you can't kill anyone there. And that's how John Wick 2 ends is that he gets kicked out and he has. And kills One the guy hour. in the Continental. Him. I'm sorry. Just, I really, I like, I don't know. I think I'm having a brain aneurysm again. I think you I'm thought you were stroke. watching John Wick, but you're watching Speed. <laughs> no, I'm watching Hotel for Pets or something. I think it would be fun for us to have a lightning round of questions. That's fine. Uh, to to wrap up our, our episode. Absolutely. Would that be fun? Let's do it. Okay, Uh-oh. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose them uh, to you uh, in random order. Okay. Okay. Jacob. On a scale of one to ten, how strict were your parents? Seven. Really? I was going to say more, but I, I mean, I. No, oh, they were pretty good. Yeah. Will you round out at a seven or will you be higher? Oh my gosh. All girls, man. Uh, it. It's insane. You'll start at a five and move up toward <laughs> it's ten. It's insane. I'm, I'm going to be worse. Yeah. You'd be ridiculous. Good man. He hunts, ladies and gentlemen, has a nice <laughs> collection of guns, so stay far away from <laughs> what him. What do you hunt? Besides future boyfriends? Oh, everything. Deer, turkey. Nice. Ducks. Dove. Ducks. That's commitment. That's fun. That's I've never done that. It's well, fun. I won't blast your Instagram page, but I, I like watching, you know, you, what you do on Instagram and see your dog and finding the what is it, the antlers? Yeah. Yeah. The yep. shed. That's awesome. Uh Nathan, who was your favorite teacher and why? Miss Haynes, third grade. She could tolerate me and I liked it. When I say tolerate, I just, you know, I was a handful, and she was very good at teaching me. Okay, that's good. Thanks, Miss Haynes. <laughs> Jacob, if you could time travel, to what time would you go? Golly. <laughs> Does it have to be backwards? No. I don't know. I might go forwards about 20 years and check things out. Okay. And then find a hot tub and then go back exactly. and sell the idea. Tub time travel. Let's make a movie. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. We should do one and two. There should be a sequel and we should make a... Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Then we should ask you about it and see if you remember anything about John it. John Cusack would be an incredible actor. If I love that. John Cusack. I know. Okay, let's do it. 
Nathan, what personality trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Uh, the um, uh, personality trait. Would, would hard-headedness be a personality trait? Being stubborn, obstinate. Stubborn. My stubbornness. Jacob, if you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would it be? He-Man. Rexus. Oh, okay. The king. No. Oh. I would have had to have played ball at UK, but I would have loved the name Rexus Reed announced. Rexus Reed. Ladies and gentlemen, what number are you? I don't know about that, but... You get to pick one. Number seven. I was number 40. Do you like seven? Yeah, it has to be a one or a five. Okay. Basketball. Okay. <laughs> you a point guard? Uh, yeah, I guess I was a guard. Number one position? Sure. I was four and five, so my number was high. Like I Dominic knew that Dawkins. name off the top of my head because I always joked with Bridget, if we ever had a boy, I was like, what do you think about Rexus Reed? What'd she say? Did she like it? No. Of course <laughs> it was not. never going to happen. Yeah, she knew it was never going to happen. Of course not. Um, <laughs> Jacob, which of your friends are you proudest of? Ooh, they're not listening. No one's listening, so no, it's fine. No, no one listens. It's just our moms. And Joy, Joy listens, and Megan listens. Yeah, it's fine. So six. This is easy. It's my wife. Uh, oh, that's that. awesome. Y'all been together now how long, all told, including dating? Uh, 16, 17 years probably, including dating. Wow. Uh, we're going to have our 15-year anniversary here in a couple weeks. It's awesome. That is good. That's awesome, man. I love that. Y'all going to get to go somewhere sometime soon? Uh, going to Austria. All right. Just the two of you? Yep. Good for you. Is that soon? Uh, end of June. <laughs> All right. They're putting a doggy gate up and leaving some... Hot dogs on the floor yeah. and letting the kids play. Refillable water tank. <laughs> yeah. I've been training the dog to keep the kids. Yeah, that's a good go. idea. That's why my that's routine what, got out of whack. It's dog sitting. Nathan, what's the most beautiful place you've ever been? Rome. How about you, Jacob? Amalfi. Oh, what is that? Southern Italy, the Amalfi Coast. Oh, okay. On Just the Mediterranean. a few hours away from right. Rome. Wow. Nathan, when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Drink a ton of beer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually... I've become, I don't want to say reclusive because I feel that's a negative word, but reclusive from the standpoint of I actually like to be alone with my thoughts and not around a lot of people all the time because you're around people all week long and then you're like, oh my gosh. So if I'm having a tough one, I kind of recluse. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's why I hunt. Uh, <laughs> I'm alone. See, they, a lot of people like the duck hunting because it's more social and I love that, but deer hunting, deer you get and- to go sit by yourself mm-hmm. have to be perfectly quiet for hours yeah in silence yeah I can see the the beauty and the solitude of, of that that would be awesome I just have no idea how to hunt I have no hunting gear I have no place to hunt I'd, anyway there's other than that you're kind of like ready to go I'm ready to in a moment's up. notice absolutely <laughs> Jacob would you rather burp every time you lean in for a kiss or drool every time you speak <laughs> <laughs> you drool. can choose both you'd drool. rather drool yeah he wants to keep Bridget around it's true. Uh, Nathan, I know the answer to this. Would you rather not brush your hair ever again or your teeth? Hair. <laughs> of course. I knew the answer. I'd rather that. not brush my hair. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I thought you would have you gotta said that. you got to have good breath. Your breath has to smell good. It mm-hmm. has to. And I mean, well, can I rub my hand through my hair? Or no? It just has to be. No. Yeah, you could. Okay, yeah, I would, totally. Because that's how I do my hair. I don't brush my hair. <laughs> I'm fine. Would you rather be uncontrollably laughing for the rest of your life, Jacob, or uncontrollably crying? Laughing. 
<laughs> have you ever uncontrollably laughed for an extended period of time? Yeah, Sober? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> That's great. I think you'd be great at crying, just uncontrollably crying. I'm not crying. Nathan, you're not a cat person, are you? No. And you're not either, Jacob? Yeah, take it or leave it. Do you think cats have regrets? What? <laughs> no. Right on. They run the show. So final question to both of you, toilet paper, sheet up and over or sheet coming from under? Over. I don't like for the roll of toilet paper to be on a roller. I just like to sit it. You're a woman. No. That, that's Every, what women, do women not do that? Does Joy do that, honestly? Does Joy do what? Have the roll like this. It's empty, so she sets it on top, but she doesn't change it. He's saying, set it over here. Aren't you? Yeah. Right. So I don't like that's, putting it on the little roller that's thing. That's what women do. I no, none of them in my house. <laughs> they, they put it on? They put oh, yeah. it back on Bridget, the roller? She'll lose her mind if my, I don't put it on the roller. It blows my mind. So that's insane. Maybe it's some roll reversal over there. Well, on Griffith Avenue. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit there, and, and Joy wouldn't mind my saying it, yeah, that she does exactly what you described. Thank you. Megan does it, and it drives me nuts. I have a friend who literally uh, logged for like a week and a half straight, took pictures on social media of every time his wife, quote unquote, changed the toilet paper. She just set it on top of the empty roll, <laughs> and it drove him nuts. <laughs> well, our spare rolls are higher than what Joy can reach. Oh. So we have one of those um, you know, stainless steel toilet paper roll Hideaway This things. is what the podcast has come to. And she'll just put it out in the middle of the room to remind me to fill it. That's, that's how I know that we're in need. So anyway, <laughs> we all have our things. I don't know if this is karma or not, but every single conversation at dinner ends up in the shitter. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's awesome. Man, I know. It's something about having young kids, but we used to go to the beach. We Anywhere we would go, the kids would make up songs, and they always the songs were always about poop. Yeah. <laughs> they just laugh and laugh. <laughs> Farty pants. That's so funny. Everett's new thing is. Okay, this this is... Uh, well, I think we've actually arrived at our potential. That's, that's correct. At we this have, point, we have literally. risen... We have we have out. Well, this is the Peter principle. Correct. Yeah, I'm so grateful. We've for We've risen that. to the level of our our greatest incompetence. <laughs> uh, this is you'll die trying. It is. That's Nathan. Yep. That's Dr. Carroll. And that is Jacob Reed, president of Independence Bank. Jacob, so, thank you so much for being yeah, on the man, show with you. us. Thank you all. Appreciate Can't it. Can't wait to uh, talk to you again on location from Austria. That's going to be fun. That is going to be really nice. We'll put you some some gear in your in your suitcase. We and can. then after that, we'll do a follow up. Part three in your deer stand. I will be there with the. You have to whisper. It's fine. I could totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jacob, what's going on right now? <laughs> he's Jacob, like, stop talking. Jacob, what's You look that? over and he's gone. Jacob, I'll be like this. I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> <That is not laughs> We'll have a, a 15 point right there, just right at the bottom. Get spooked. I can text you responses and y'all can have one of those little machines that yes. dictates it. I like I'm that. good. I like that. <laughs> this is You'll Die Trying. Thanks for listening.